Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For thousands of years, human beings have wondered about entering the afterlife. Do we climb a golden staircase or walk towards a light? Is it a vast, expansive paradise or just an endless, meaningless void? Turns out it's none of those things. It's just me, waiting with my clipboard, ready to collect three questions for God. This is God Only Knows, a podcast that kills its guests before they even get to say a word, only to meet them as they step out of the eternal elevator and submit their three questions to God, whoever or whatever he, she or it may be to them. Joining me straight out of the Eternal Elevator is Leila Navabi. Hello, Leila. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Now, um, before we start, I need to take a few details from you. It's, a, it's just the heavenly profile we have to fill in every episode. So uh, first things first, your full name, please. Yeah, my, my full name is Leila Florence Navabi. Lovely. And your occupation? Ah, uh, bloody hell. I do a bit of everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> I suppose I'm a comic writer actor producer maybe i don't know in what order it changes every day of course yeah okay that's fine i mean the order can shift around as you see fit but that's those are the three those are the things that kind of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay good yeah and any notable achievements in any of those things uh i'm doing all right i feel you are um i'm doing lots of bits and pieces i've i do i've done recorded some stand-up boobsy whales yes. i write on lots of things i make a program for radio 4 x record news jack and a podcast for spotify called rose and rosie parental guidance um and how are you feeling about this yeah i mean do you know what i have like a really weird relationship with religion and god in general and all mm. that jazz because like I, I really want to believe in it like so badly but I just can't I mm. cannot force myself into it um and I don't know if that's a byproduct of being a child of two parents who came from separate religions so my dad's was a Muslim my mum was a Christian and oh, wow, so okay. because both of those and you know but both believed in their own religions uh you know respectively mm. so i i thought well if you both believe in separate religions what am i meant to do mm, <laughs> um and for me yeah it didn't make any sense um 
because I think for a lot of people growing up when they're religious or in a religious family, yeah. um, it's the, the whole idea of when we all die, we'll all be together again and we're mm. all together. But if, if we're in separate religions, I thought there'd be separate heavens, separate places. And what am I going to do? So, um, yeah, I'm going to be like a child of divorced parents in 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 the afterlife. Weekends in one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, the idea. Yeah, they'll have yeah. to be like some sort of weird handover at the weekend. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly oh, gosh, like... yeah. Interesting. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. I guess that's interesting because I, I guess people, you know, people are interested at the idea of two religions marrying. But like you say, that that's a, an interesting question it raises for someone then to go, well, where will we all be? Like, that's yeah. fascinating. <laughs> and, and for yourself then, so do you, you, you said at the start of that answer that you want to believe. How would you, do you identify? Do you put a label on your own religious kind of uh, affiliation? Uh, I would say I'm agnostic. I went through, I've been okay. through phases of being really atheist and really, um, I did, there's this video of Stephen Fry where he talks about uh, sort of impoverished children in third mm. world countries mm. having eyes eaten out by maggots and how could that mm. be possible and mm. whatever else. Um, but I, I, like, I don't think any, I don't think anything is as, I think there's more nuance to everything than that. And so I feel mm. like I'd be naive to believe anything at this point. I, I, I kind of I kind of believe that there okay. is nothing, but I'm reluctant to stick to that. So agnostic, is that, is that a thing? That's the, the perfect title for what you just described. Yeah, so there we are. You right there, right? So <laughs> yeah, it's lovely. I would never believe in any organised religion or text, and I don't think I believe in the idea of God as like an, a, a thing, really. Um mm. Maybe I'm like really wishy-washy, but like the idea of energy and tell you what freaks mm. me out is all these kids who like like wake up one morning and just like recite stuff from like they think they're from like a sailor and they know all this information. And for me, yeah. I'm like the closest thing that I have any like evidence to or could believe in is reincarnation. But I know that sounds okay. nuts. So and I don't think it would be in the general sense. It's just the only one that I've seen stuff that from other people that makes me. It's weird though, isn't it? Because you say reincarnation sounds nuts, but actually in the grand scheme of all religious belief, that's no more nuts than a lot of the stuff that yeah. all the major religions believe yeah. in. If you really think about it, like if you, if you start to recite <laughs> stories or ideas, yeah. but it's almost like that one because it doesn't fit into a kind of particularly Western religion. Like yeah. we're, we're so bad at kind of anything that feels, um, I think anything that feels filled with awe in the present really yes. freaks a lot of people out. Yes, like we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, think that I think that's why you find that the idea of eternal anything scares me, and I think that's probably yeah. why. I, I mean, I feel like probably we choose religions that scare us the least to make mm. us feel better about the things mm, we're fighting for. So for me, like I, I don't like the idea of being dead forever and there being nothing forever, mm. like infinite anything mm. or infinite consciousness. For me, mm-hmm. is equally disturbing. Mm. And mm. so the idea of reincarnation is one that I could reconcile myself to not be terrified of. Yeah, we've got to find out what brought you here now, because we are on heavenly Zoom, obviously, because of, you know, 2020. Uh, so we're doing the spinning wheel of death via also Zoom. So are you ready for this? Can you see it? Can you see the spinning I wheel? Can, I can see this lovely wheel, yeah. Very so good. here is your spinning wheel of death. So let's find out what brought you here. A lot of options, a lot of things spinning around here, still spinning, still spinning. Oh, wow. Now you are going to end up with, you were struck by a cinnamon swirl on a barge. I don't know what a barge is, which probably explains... Oh, like a riverboat, like a river. Right. I mean, that, to be honest, that's probably what caused most of the problems. If you don't even know what you yeah, were doing Yeah, I didn't even know what I was doing. I just, yeah. Well, hopefully not captaining. 
Because, <laughs> I mean, if you don't know what yeah. a barge even is. No, I think I probably ended up there off some weird, like, like making something. Do you know? I, I, it, was, it was a gig, wasn't it? It was definitely yeah, a gig, let's be honest. That's how most comics do, guys, isn't it? Right? That, I mean, that's what it is. You were on the barge. You're performing to people sitting in bubbles on the on the side of the river, on the <laughs> bank. They're on the bank. Your agent's booked you on this one, and they've told you it's a good one, but it's not. We no. know it's not. You're booked on this one, right? You're, you're, you're going there. Everyone's sitting in their bubbles and you've had to do your set on a barge yeah. and then from nowhere a cinnamon swirl has appeared. Now, the big question is, did it come from on the barge with the other comics or did it come from the crowd? In my head, it comes from the crowd. I think probably someone okay. threw it at me. That's where you went first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it was a tough crowd and a tough yeah. gig. <laughs> so let's get on to your first question. Yeah. Which is... Um, my first question is, did you hear my childhood prayers that I used to deliver whilst on the loo at school? Oh, okay. Things I'm interested in. So you, you prayed as a child. Yes. And you've already talked about your mum and dad. So who, who were you praying to? I don't know. In my head, it oh. was a man that looked like, literally, it was like an old, in my head, in my head, this is, this mm. is what, he had like proper big NHS glasses and was okay. like just an old man. And I think he was probably, I think he was, I think in my head I was picturing one of my granddad's friends um, mm. who I'd seen before. And that in, in my head was, yeah, probably God looks like that. Um, and I just used to, it, depend, it depended what my, yeah, situation was. But I, I used to like pray in private. And it wasn't like I'd, you know, sit and like put my hands together. Again, probably because of the the disparity between the two religions in my life mm. i didn't know how to, but i used to just say like please yeah and whatever was bothering me that day please don't let me sit next to whoever in maths i really don't want to or mm. um i distinctly remember once praying that i would get a part in my school play while simultaneously praying for all the children who were receiving gifts from operation christmas child <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and that, that is really interesting and I think I wrote about it in a diary which is why I remember it but I think that those two things were happening on the same day in school and for me that was like a cool the most important thing yeah I have to get this part in the play and number two hope all those those kids are all right as well and get their presents which did you did you get the part in the school play I did so I'm assuming did that the, the children also did really well and that my prayers were answered so so when you were then in that place because it's interesting that it's quite it's a it's a mixture of things right it's praying for other people it's praying for yourself there's quite a breadth to that in terms of everything from i don't want to sit next to such and such to i really hope these presents make it to yeah. the other side of the world where they're going that i don't know quite... if you get told that this thing has all the power i go great well the world will be fine because i will hmm. just ask no clearly no one else has asked this being to do <laughs> those things so let me do it and then yeah. everyone will be fine um, and yeah. I thought you know, it's sort of a one for me, one for you. It's how I used to navigate it. I think I'll get the part of the school I mean, play, I, but you can solve poverty. Like, yeah, I mean, I think I, I think if we're totally honest, that's how most grown ups pray as well, isn't it? Yeah, like, like, you know, yeah. Are... yeah, and I think that's what I start praying. I think I mean, and this is primary school we're talking about when I was doing mm. this. Um, and I also used to pray to get out of the school. Like, if I wanted to go home, I'd be like, I'd like shut my eyes in the toilet. Like, like, I'd like a bit of school and then I did, didn't like it. And then I used to sit in the toilet and like shut my eyes and be like, okay, when I open my eyes, I will be, God will have transported me back to my toilet at home. Wow. And I'll open my eyes and I'll be on the toilet at home. And I can just mm. go into my bedroom and be done. And that never happened. So The thing that strikes me is that that God is big. 
because if that god can both get you um, a part in the school play and 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 teleport you home and somehow also ensure that children on the other side of the world receive christmas gifts yeah we're not talking that you talked about the fact that this idea was big it was like a big idea yeah 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 absolutely i think i think for me it was the the reason i mean i was definitely indoctrinated you know i went to a school that mm. um it, it wasn't a, a church of anything school you know it was very, it was like a, a sec is a secular is that the word school yeah um yeah. and you know that we shouldn't but, but there, it was all sort of um everything we did was housed in Christianity, I'd say. So we had like the Lord's prayer and we'd sing hymns and, um, you know, everything we had, like, I think our head teacher at the time was very religious. So we'd talk about that quite a lot. And then lots of the teachers in in the school for some reason, I think this is a Welsh thing. I think a lot of people in Wales, I mean, when I was there were really religious. And so that's Mm. sort of, I just, it was what I believed um, was just Mm. God this thing god that made mm. everything and made the leaves and it was in or he they used to say he all the time which i find like now a bit weird he was in everything we did and everything yeah. we saw and la 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 so for me it was like okay if there's a problem then god can fix and it was very comforting i remember being very comforted mm. by that thought i think i used to think that i was special and that i prayed for the good of the world as well and then once i i realized probably about six or seven to be honest with you that or seven let's say seven that everyone was praying for those things I sort of that's didn't yeah I thought this can't happen I think I saw that Stephen Fry video a bit later and got into Ricky Gervais (laughs) which is a wild choice um probably way too early in my life I think then I thought you know what Nah, it's bollocks. I like that Stephen Fry was your gateway drug to Ricky Gervais. Oh I like yeah, that that's how it kind slippery of slope, Matt. It's a slippery, slippery slope. Um, soon I was, soon I was, you know, I was really snorting Dawkins. I was really kind of <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, do you still pray? No, no, I don't. Do you remember the last time you prayed? Um, no, I must have been. It was when I was a child. I haven't prayed mm. since then. I think. And only recently coming round to the idea that I'm not a staunch atheist. And so when you ask that question, so you go to you go to God and you go, did you hear my childhood prayers? What would you want the answer to be? Um, well, if there is a God, then yeah. And I want him to tell me to sod off and not bother like praying for, you know, what I want and do more of the like, I'm so thankful for. I think I never I never did any of that. I never did the oh, like, really? no, I never did. Thank you for this delicious food. Thank you. If I want, <laughs> this is what's so funny. If I wanted something, then I'd be like, thank you for the delicious beans on toast at lunchtime. Can I please have the part in the school play? <laughs> it was like a bartering <laughs> system. Like, like, I'd never just be like, I'd never like, it, it, <laughs> you know, I was never, something good would happen. I'd get, I never said thank you when I got that part of the school play. I was mm. like, cool, did it. You know, so so these days you don't pray at all. There's no prayers in kind of your your kind of day to day life. I don't want to say I pray. I I think about things and I um I don't know if like mindfulness counts. You know, I I like to like meditate a bit, um, and I like to you know, but I I I would never particularly pray. And if I'm thankful for something, I think oh you know I'm grateful for this in my day, and I'm really grateful that I've, especially you know in the middle of a pandemic. I think I feel especially, I mean, grateful for everything I have and mm. um, particularly hopeful for everyone else that doesn't have mm. those things, um, especially, mm. you know, 
I'm sure you have the same thing, colleagues and friends and mm. people who have just lost all of their income and all of their stability yeah. and are, are very lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, hope is one thing and thinking about things is one thing and then being proactive is another. Um, mm. And so I'd rather, if I'm feeling thankful or whatever, I'd rather go and do a shop for a food bank. Um, and maybe mm. that's me alleviating my guilt, but either way, there's like a benefactor at the end of it. So fine. Is that, yeah. They, they take that food, whether it's bathed in guilt. Or yeah, not, exactly. exactly. Like that, that food is useful, whatever it comes Yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. And so I thought, you know, that's what I'd rather do now. Mm. And if there mm. is a, a celestial being watching me, hopefully, you know, I do everything I can do to be the nicest person I can and to take moral stances where I can. Um, and, it, you know, it, 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 you know, I know that. And so if they know that, then I'm happy. I mean, I would never want to subscribe to a God or a being that demanded I knelt on my knees and put all of that energy into praying to it. You know, I I, I wouldn't want to be there because it just sounds mm. like some narcissistic, weird, like, convention. I, I You know, I'm happy to go to a lovely place where the people who are genuinely good get to go or people who, you know, mm. are kind. And I think that that's all you can be. And I, I've sort of... Um, rescinded not rescinded um reconciled the fact that i don't i'm not ever gonna pray to something but i'll just try and be a good person Mm. and not Mm. be mean and then if that gets Mm. me somewhere or gets me some privilege after i die then great and if not then i did my best you know yeah that kind of that kind of narcissist wouldn't be wearing nhs glasses yeah exactly exactly yeah that's really how i feel about it I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, let's move on to your second question, which is... Should I still be a vegan? Or should oh. I have been a vegan in my life? Hold on. 
Which one are you? Sorry, <laughs> I'm, dead. I'm, I'm at the gate. Of, I'm at the gate. Oh, I forgot I was okay, at the gate. Fine, okay, yeah. so the, I forgot I was the, at the gate. The past tense isn't that you've just had, you know, you just haven't had yes. steak this morning. Yeah, yeah, the past yeah. tense is because of your death. Okay, yeah. fine. Yes, should good. I have been, <laughs> should I have been a vegan? So I, I spent a bit of my time in my life being a vegan and now I'm sort of okay. edging away from that and I feel very guilty about it. And so I would just like to know, oh. you know. How do you edge away from veganism? Uh, eggs. Um, oh okay okay it's, so, it's a soft eye it's a soft yeah eye. yeah yeah i was just feeling really lethargic and then i was really putting it down to my mental health i was really like oh my god like this i need to like calm down i need to i just needed some eggs really um was that what it was? and so that's what i did and now i feel way better um mm. but now but as a result of that is that a selfish thing to do should i you know People, Ooh. people put real big moral stuff. Maybe being a vegan is a big moral standing to take, and um, I don't know if I can take that. It feels very selfish, but um, here we are anyway. <laughs> have you have you encountered much pushback to your relenting on? Your oh vegan yeah, vegan? God, um, especially in this industry. You know, if I, I like, I find myself trying not to disclose this information. Now everyone's going to bloody know. <laughs> So thanks, Matt. Everyone, sorry, the eggs are out. The, the, eggs, the eggs are eggs out. Is kind yeah, of, that's yeah, yeah. It. It'll be all over Chortle in the morning. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> yeah, Steve Bennett. Ugh, no. Yeah, they'll just be like, Leila Navabi and egg yeah, shocker. Ac- yeah, that's well, we're edging closer and closer that way. I feel. I think that. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm ashamed of it because I still, I still agree with the concepts of veganism. Like, it's not. Mm. So, are you still veggie? Are you still vegetarian? Yeah, but I, I do think about if I want to so I'm allergic to milk so that's that's ah, a no for okay. me in any regard anyway so okay. being a vegan wasn't that I say it wasn't that tricky it was because then everything you eat becomes it just becomes a lot harder and it, or if I'm at a mm. restaurant I tend to order the vegan menu anyway because I know it'll yeah. be free of milk because I'm allergic yeah. to milk um yeah and so yeah you know that that tend i normally eat vegan but if i need it i will have some protein and for me i can't yeah. i can't just eat beans like i can't the amount of beans you have to have to eat for it to equal <laughs> the protein that's in one egg is just obscene and like n- not a good experience uh for the bowels either so no so what took you to veganism what what put you there in the first place was it a kind of a moral ethical environmental thing or was it something uh, like- it was definitely um well it was the fact of being allergic to milk and then vegan mm. stuff so I, I was vegan from when i was about six mm, 17 i say 17 and okay. that sort of around the time that I, like i learned i was allergic to milk and as a result lots of vegan options were popping up everywhere mm. at that moment in time mm. that 2000 but you were an early adopter you were an early adopter you weren't you weren't coming too late to you yeah were, yeah you, know, you were on the first yeah wave. no no yeah. not at all not at all and i think it was quite trendy and a lot of my friends were doing it and i thought you know what because i'm um not eating milk any i think i done for january actually now i'm thinking about it and i think i think ah, i'll do okay, it for yeah. this month and it was just really i found it quite easy actually mm um because i love cheese and i love like i really love milk and i've always like loved mm. like just cheese really in general mm. um and so when i had to stop that that was my main focus not any of the other mm. things and so the vegan options mm. were all fine um and it just seemed quite easy but then as time has gone on mm. like it's i think i could still be like fulfilled in terms of like i'm eating the food i'm eating is fine and nice and good mm. um it's not like an enjoyment thing but for me i was starting to feel mm. really unwell um mm. what, what brought me to veganism yeah was just 
I think it was a bit it was starting to be a bit trendy, and I was starting to genuinely edge my like educate myself on on the industries where mm. you know animals are really just tortured and mm. um it's just that felt really unethical to me to be participating mm. in that um mm. and it's worked you know a lot of people have like the number of vegan options there are now and seeing you know the rise has been just absolutely nuts and oh, it yeah. has done so well for the environment and for um mm-hmm. agriculture and whatever else um yeah but but saying that you can only do what you're going to do so i think again everything you know as long as you try your best i think i think that everyone should try it that's what i'd say um mm. and see what you can do yeah look i don't think i'll i probably won't eat i definitely will never eat like cows or pigs again like that's for me mm. i mean and i say that you know i grew up again a culturally thing my dad never ate pork and as a result we never sort of had it in the house Mm. um and i think it's a cultural thing really and then you know when Mm. again when i was i'd say about 15 and i was like going out with my mates or whatever i'd always have like bacon sandwich whatever because it was like it was almost the rebellious thing to do but i just didn't like it that much and i think i haven't my i haven't acclimatized (laughs) myself to it i've never been fussed by it um beef and all that I like the idea of you kind of slightly kind of just having to gag yeah. through your rebellion. Like, I will eat this because I'm not supposed to, but it's horrible. I do you know. I remember like, and like bacon fat like that just goes through me to like a disgusting degree. Oh, and yeah, any, like, I mean, the only meat I was eating was like processed. I never, I never indulge in like, yeah. you know, a joint of beef or like, you know, I, like yeah. I liked burgers or sausages and that was like and now you can just get really good alternatives they are expensive that's the problem and so maybe if i was you know not in such a lucky and fortunate situation i I don't know if i would maintain this but for me like because i can't afford it it seems silly to not do you know so you say to god you know should I have been a vegan? What do you think the answer would be? I think the answer would probably be yeah. And I think what I'd say to that is, oh, but is it like the worst thing that I wasn't? <laughs> I'd be, You're yeah, bartering you know, again. You're I already know. bartering. Like, <laughs> but I bought that food for the food <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly, I'd be like, you know what? Like I never, I was never rude. Like I never <laughs> hurt anyone I, apart from those eggs. Yeah. Oh I tried God. my best. It was just some bacon. I, didn't I just even said, yeah. Like. I just said, I'm so confused. <laughs> I'd be like, look, I, the eggs. I don't know. Like we were all, they all lied to me. And I think you know, one day I have this like idea. One day that, as if it will ever happen to me, that I'll be able to afford a house with a garden in which I could have chickens <laughs> that could lay me my mm, eggs, and you'll treat them yeah. well. God will be like, no, you should have been a vegan. You'll be like, yeah, look exactly. At my look at how satisfied with yeah. their lives I mean, my chickens I mean, there are. There are vegans who will eat like eggs that. if they're you know they are rearing them themselves from their own chickens who have a lovely life but like that is privilege at its like finest isn't it (laughs) that is like oh yeah oh yes my chickens lay my eggs because i'm like superior no like it's there's definitely a line um and i just think i honestly um, again this is another part of my i suppose my mantra of just doing the best you can i tried it I needed to feel like I had enough energy to do all my Zoom calls. <laughs> and so that's where it's led me. Um, yeah, I think that's that's where I'm at. You're just going to keep bartering. Yeah, always. I like yeah, I really like it. I like it a lot.
Okay, Lele, your final question for God. Oh, this one. This one is, this is like the last one. And this is like the one that I, I think I would, if there was a God, like this one, I would definitely be, I'd be afraid to ask because I, I don't know what I'd want the answer to be, mm. actually. Um, which oh, is, how do you feel about people interpreting the Bible or any given, depends what religion this is, let's say the Bible. The Bible in a way which perpetuates misogyny, homophobia, and general discrimination. Um, and that's like a personal one for me because I have, I suppose, fallen victim in a way to uh, some of the vitriol um, members of organised religions or so-called members of, you know, so-called religions um, like to put out into the world. And I just think... I just think, like, oh, couldn't you have just been a bit clearer in your texts? <laughs> like, you know, like, there needs to be a new one. If if the Bible, the Quran, the whatever text you believe in, you know, uh, fell out of the sky, like they said, or whatever, there needs to be a new one now, because this is just getting a bit crazy. This is, like, you know, the, the, the amount of pain people face... There's something my mum always said to me when I was younger and I questioned religion. This is when she was... I, I don't know how religious she is anymore, actually. I think she's actually stepped a little bit away from religion since she's got a bit older, which is, I suppose, not not the normal way people go. But and I think that probably has something to do with me being gay, actually, and seeing the way that, um, you know, religion is, is taken. Uh, my dad was not good with that i mean it's a big reason why i moved to london you know and out of home when i was so young mm. because i just mm. felt you know it's, it's not a safe space to be in when you your very being is de- deemed sinful and strange and uh, it wasn't even you know it wasn't even that it was a sin it was just that it was dirty and weird and like um mm. you know yeah not not good and so for me it's my mom said to me about um religion and why not to knock it is that um every problem with the world is a human problem we have all the resources to for everyone to have enough money for everyone to have enough food but Mm. that hasn't been allocated correctly and that is why there is poverty and therefore the people that perpetuate capitalism i guess they would you know not be the ones going to heaven or having you know they're not living pure lives you know um and but we all subscribe to that, in my opinion. You know, I'm in a, a you know, I'm, mm. I don't give half my wage every year to charity. I should like that, you know, and I, I would if I could. But also, then I would still be, you know, and it, it's deeming what you deem like a like a fair way of distributing wealth. I think is one thing. Mm. But then with these texts that go around and the idea of if I was at a gate speaking to a god, then I. I'd assume it was one of an organised religion. I would say, like, what did you mean? What, like, what, is it wrong? Is it wrong that I'm gay? Is that is that bad? Is that wrong? Tell like, tell me and why? Because it, for me, the m- most nuts thing to ha- to be against is someone loving another person. That's literally the like the the I think the best thing in the world is like love, and you preach all of this, but not. But not like that seems like a really weird thing to say. Um, mm. And for me, it, that is why, that, I mean, that is the primary reason. I'd never feel comfortable in a church or in a mosque or in a place. And I know there are some that are 
woke now these days you know we can get these churches with pride flags outside them but i i can't get past um the way gay people in particular are treated within these institutions mm. um that, that for me is is the reason why i can't ever believe in in these texts and i'd want an answer i'm really angry about the way people mm. are treated for just loving which to me seems to be the primary um mm instruction or expression within these religious texts uh yeah i think i think that's that so when you experience someone knocking at your door or someone either from your family or or outside of that group who who condemns you for that or who brings some of that other language of sin or or any of those other things what does it feel like in that moment because i think often people don't think about that they don't oh it's horrible in that moment you feel and I think I've got better as this as I've got older and experienced more of it but at the start it felt like yeah you're right actually I'm disgusting I'm just and I remember for many years of my life feeling like I was just gross Mm -hmm. you know like um you know it felt like deviancy Mm -hmm. and that's sort of worse than someone saying it's wrong or sin Mm. yeah the worst it's the worst thing i think now when people do it and you know you still get people knocking at your door and talking Mm. to you about god or whatever like i just think you've been indoctrinated Mm. i feel sorry for them Mm. now um in the same way i'm sure they feel sorry for me and that's fine but um you know that's something you have to reconcile within yourself Mm. is that people can have their own beliefs but it's really cruel i think it's so because you don't know you know it takes a while to get to this point and not not all people do not all people get to get it gets me upset because i think not all people get to be at the point where i am now where i really honestly don't care what any religious person thinks of my sex i I really just Mm -hmm. could not care less because it's Mm. silly and it's a waste of their energy wasting it on me and i think great actually sometimes if they talk to me at the door i'll stand there longer because i'll think waste your time talking to me because then you're not going to hurt someone else down the line. Yeah. You know, um, but not people kill themselves before they get to that point. And that Mm. for me is so distressing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, sorry, it's a really sad, (laughs) sad one to end on. Um, But I would always say, you know, don't, you know, I, I just don't, I I think it's a really cruel thing to do. Mm. Um, Even if you think you're saving someone, which a lot of them do, um, Maybe they don't want saving. Maybe they are like, I'd be happy to rot in hell, frankly, over being, you know, having my life and loving and, you know, having the family I tend to have one day. It's insane. Insane. You said at the start that you were scared of the answer. What answer do you want from God? Um, I want to be accepted and I, I want God to say, no, all you did was love and that was fine. And and yeah, these texts are bad and everyone's interpreted everything in a very bad way. And mm. so um, they are... But then again, I don't want these people going to hell because they think they're doing the best they can do, you know? So I, I, re- I really... This is one answer that I just I just don't know what I'd want. Mm. I'd want from it. I think I'd have to have a chat, <laughs> like a long, extensive <laughs> chat because I it's not for me black and white. It's... Um, I gotta tell you, God better be chatty when you get there, because I, oh, yeah. no, I don't think there's any other way out. I don't think can there's going to be any answers. Can you imagine how boring it'd be if you get to God and he's just the most boring <laughs> oh, person? Right. It's just or, like, just, or just hands oh, you a yeah. book and goes, "There you go. Yeah. There's the answers. Now, nah, thanks. I'm not into that. Now nah, you're all right. Yeah, nah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Have, you read, have you read my book? It's very no, no, good. It's no, highly acclaimed. 
<laughs> I have yeah, questions. Yeah. I have a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leila, it's almost time to send you back to the land of the living. Thank you so much for doing the oh, show. But thank you before so much. you go, yes. is there anything you think God would ask you? Um, is corn really nice? <laughs> Would you really, are you really, I'm assuming God's not tasted corn because I don't know if he has a mouth or whatever. <laughs> Who knows? Of all the um, things in the world he wanted to do the taste of, God's about, was that corn really all it was cracked was up? That, was corn was, all right? Like, oh, you just did like, because it really tastes like meat. Like, I just yeah. Can't <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man made me. Mm, I don't think so. I built those cows to be eaten. So, um, yeah. uh, listen, Leila, thank you so much. The good news is, the good news is, it wasn't a fatal cinnamon swirl. And no, you you're sending to... me back. I'm so, yeah, I'm I'm sending so you back. The, the bad news was it wasn't a gig, it was a holiday. You were on a barge oh, holiday. I'm no. so sorry. I don't know who planned it for oh you, but you God. were. it was a holiday. Of, yeah, well, when out. I wake up, I'm going to be like, on the hospital bed or wherever I am. I'm going to have some No, you're just stuck that. on the barge. Whoever... I'm sorry. I mean, it's, I'm yeah, on it's the barge. Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, you just came round and turned just... out it was a holiday. I mean, to be honest, I can't imagine whether death might have been better. I yeah, know. I think I would have had more fun chatting to God, to be honest. But yeah, um, yeah apologies by the way to all barge lovers. I'm assuming barge holidays are not going to sponsor the podcast anymore. But I think that ship is. Yeah, sorry about so that. If I'm ruined yeah, that, sorry. Oh, I, I can sorry, change your mind lovers. if you pay Matt the sweet, sweet coin. <laughs> That's fine by yeah. me. Look, we all know how this works for comedians. If there's a gig going, you'll do it barging. Yeah, we yeah, all, of course. We're, I'll get in over a year, it. Yeah. <laughs> a year from now, when we watch celebrity barging on BBC Two, and you're I'm, on there, yeah, don't you yeah. worry. We'll know you've sold your soul. You'll give me a yeah, call exactly. soon. I'm making a program about barges, and I think you'll be the perfect. I'll go this, great. Have this me podcast on. will just disappear. This episode will never have existed. Yeah. <laughs> if those <laughs> offers come in, we'll just bin it. We'll just yeah, get rid absolutely. of it. Shred it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leila, listen. A very genuine thank you so much for being on the podcast. It has been such a lot of fun talking to you. No, thanks so much, dude. I've had a good time. I'll be back next time to kill off another guest and find out what they want to know on God Only Knows. God Only Knows is a dot 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 production hosted by Matt White. The music is by Auburn Jam and the producer is Joel Porter. Thanks for listening. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.